Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Live at Rogers Place, Game 3 tonight between the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We just went fully interactive for a half hour, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it. Bob Stoffer here at Rogers Place, uh, Brendan Escott, and Aiden Gannon back at the 630 Chad Studios helping us out. Uh, you can text us on the Ashley Pine Floor text line 780-496-0063 get the new floors you've always wanted Ashley Fine Floors 143rd Street 111th Avenue open Monday to Saturday uh, we had a lot of people saying hey everybody's got to hold their horses here it's just 1-1 one, one. Um, we had a texter suggest I'm out to lunch saying that McDavid and Drysdale are the two best players in the world Nathan McKinnon would argue otherwise I'm like well Nate's only ever had one 100 point season never scored 50 uh, he does have a cup. They had an incredible team last year. And the Oilers are still alive right now. Let's go off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. George LaRock for Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Hello, George. How you doing? Bob, how you doing, my, how you doing, my friend? Good. I, I hear you're in Edmonton. Is that correct? Oh, yes, Bob, I am. And I'm so excited. I was there last week for Hockey Help the Homeless. And since I was coming to game three and four, might as well just stayed. So I decided to stay uh, to watch the first uh, two games at home. And uh, tell me this. Uh, it is remarkable, isn't it, what we're watching with uh, Leon Dreisaitl right now? Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know what's awesome is that, you know, Connor is so, is so humble. He's the best player in the world. And I listened to his interview the other day. And when he was talking about Leon, he was saying how some night he's the best player in the world. Like, Leon is the best player in the world. And, you know, people have to realize that, the, like, the fact that Connor McDavid is playing with him, he's, Connor is facing every night the best defensive forward of the other team and the top D-man. So that Elliot Thrasher on, on Leon not to take anything away from what he's doing because he's a big guy that is good, that is strong. But having Connor taking all the pressure makes it easier for him. Because with no Connor McDavid, with Leon being the primal guy to check, he wouldn't have the same production. That's why they're the best two centers in the NHL because Connor, even if you want to check him, um, you can't stop him. She Theodore is the best example of that playing PK. Try to toe drag the best player in the world, and then you get burned. And we're talking about Connor supposedly playing with one leg. Imagine if he had two legs. He would have done two, three, sixty around Theodore before he would have scored the empty netter. So having those two guys right now functioning and the points and the numbers that Dry Saddle is doing right now, showing you how blessed the others are right now, it's very special what's going on with this team. My question mark still with the goalie. Um, I'm not afraid with Vegas because Brassois is not a number one. And Skinner had his struggle, but he's still better than Brassois. So this round, to me, no worrisome. We're going to win game three and four. We'll go round by round. But I'm glad that last night we give, like, we give him, uh, two nights ago, we give him a good lesson. And you know how, and I love how, you know how every team, they try to prepare the next game. Yep. They wanted to bring the physical factor. The Oilers, if you want to play that game, don't play it because you're going to finish second. <laughs> because the Oilers are, are tough. 
they could skate, they have speed. So take your lumps if you want to go there because you'll get pummeled. We're going to score goals and you're going to finish second. Uh, I'm getting uh, texts on the Ashley Five Floors text line about Evander Kane. Kane has uh, never been more popular in the Edmonton market, says Cactus Jack. He is a fantastic wrestling heel. That happens to be an elite player as well. George, it's one thing for a guy in a fourth-line energy line to go out there and be able to stir the proverbial crap out on the ice, but it is something completely different like last year, Evander Kane and Nate McKinnon tied with 13 goals for the most playoff goals in the playoffs, okay? And Kane obviously had a significant injury, but he can still impact. He had tons of hits. The t- he didn't play the first two games this year against L.A., uh, George, and then he played the two games that Edmonton beat L.A. in, and he had six hits in the first period of both games. Like, he ran around. He really is a huge difference maker, isn't he, George? And it's because well, it's because he plays in the top six. We, you know, we are talking about that last week, Bob, and, you know, Machika Chuk has been the best player of Florida because he brings that element that Evander Kane brings. And Evander Kane is 10 times tougher than Kachuk. Yes, Kachuk is, is a better player than Kane. I'm not saying they're the same. But the fact that he plays in the top six, he brings a dimension to the top six that most top six of all the NHL team in the playoff don't have a player like that. That's why Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, those players like that, that could bring the physical play as well as scoring, there's not many of these guys. Because, as you said, usually physical players are playing the bottom line. And then sometimes you bring them in the top line to give room to the top two players and that you're playing with, but you're not skilled enough to play with them. So you're diminishing their production, but you're there to give them some room, but you're not skilled enough to be there. Even the Kane is skilled enough to be there, and he brings it too. So he gives him room. So what he did last game is going to give even more room to the guy that he's going to be playing with because the fact they mixed it up with Coldstar, Coldstar is pretty tough. But Evander Kane, the way he gave it to him, showed everyone that he's healthy. He recovered from his operation, and he's tough. And I love how he said it. If you want to play that game, you're going to finish second. He said it in other words, but I love the way that he said that because they know that, you know what, guys? If we're getting pummeled again, let's just end the game quietly and think about the next game. Let's not mix it up with them because we're going to finish second. They're too tough for us. Well, and it's true. You know, it's, I mean, by the way, did you ever go to body shots on a guy like that? Work? I mean, you were so strong, you could just throw guys around. But, I mean, he went hardcore on the ground and pound there. And, and yeah, and you, know, and you know what? He was very smart that he did that, and I'll tell you why. If he pummels him in the face when he's laying down, he's, he's suspended. Because when a player is in a variable position, the NHL is punishing blows to the head. Evander Kane knew the position that he was in. If he hit him in the face, the position that he was in, he could have been in trouble. So he did body shot. So there's not the same damage, right? With the referee right there. You saw the referees there. Yeah. Because we couldn't afford to lose him. And because he did that, then it was fine. But Bobby would have been another discussion today if he hit him four or five times in the face like that. Because he could have hurt him very bad when a guy's laying down. When a guy lay down, you don't punch a guy in the face, right? Right. In a bad position. So body shot doesn't hurt as much. And the proof of that, Colesaw got up right away. But he knows that even the Kane is tougher than him. And he's... That sent a message to the entire Golden Knights. They look, if Colesar is getting ragged all like that by Evander Kane that is a top six, 
What does that tell you? And you know what that does to the owners? To see a guy like Evan Decay to do that, to give him room like this, to show that, guys, don't worry. I'll be there as things get out of hand. That's incredible. Did they- and that was in Vegas, in their building. They have things coming because now they're coming to our building. It is over, Bob. It's over. Vegas, if they wanted to stand a chance, they have to win two games at home because there's no way we're losing a game against Vegas at home. Against LA is more, and I told you this too, they were more built, more built defensively to Connor, Connor, McDavid, and Jai Seidel. They were more geared to do so, having um, Deno and having Kopitar really two good, like, top defensive forward. And actually, as I said before, Dano didn't play hockey. He just watched Connor with his hand, like, like with his stick, like it was a, a, a chainsaw. That's not playing hockey. We don't, they don't have those type of players that could limit our players like this. And they don't have a goalie. Brassois can't stop a beach ball. It's over, Bob. The series is over. Wow. Uh, I, I, I'd like to say, look, I have an immense amount of con- uh, belief in how good the Oilers players are, but a lot of respect for Vegas. I, I don't think it's quite over, but I respect your opinion, George. There's one other factor. I mean, you got to love Koss, and he's out there blocking two shots. He gets hurt with the first one, and then he gets back in the shot lane, gets drilled again, and then he finishes a hit on White Cloud at the end of the game, and then two guys jump him, jump him and, you know, Koston has been... I mean, George, they didn't even have Nurse and Deherney have to do anything, you know, because the two forwards took care of it. This is, the orders have some size, don't they? You know what's funny about that is, when you're talking about Kostin, when he, I was looking at him when he blocked the shot. It's such a bad habit that guys have to turn away from a shot. Yeah. I remember we did the practice with Mac D. You remember he had the, yes. the soft spot and would dive in front of it the right way to know how to block shot? It, it's funny to say, but blocking shot is a heart. And you could actually, you can lose players if they don't do it the right way. Because, yeah, courage is awesome. But if you would have broke his ankle, that could, that right there could have cost the others a lot. Because Koskinen has a good shot. He's a good player. He's a big player. He could play the game. And he scores some key goals for the others. We need him healthy. And they can't. And if, if there's some, some kids listening to us out there, don't turn your skate or your legs away from a shot. Because if you turn your legs, you're going to hit it when there's no pad. If you turn your, your skate, you're going to get it in the ankle, and you could, it could break it. Face the shot. Face the shot with your pad. Don't turn away. It's dangerous. You have no equipment on the side of your body. Everything is in the front. It's a bad habit to have when somebody's winding up a shot, especially in the NHL. Hopefully he learned from it. I'm glad that he's okay because he's such a key contributor for the uh, for the Oilers. We're joined by George LaRock. George, Connor and Leon have eight goals in the first two games of the series. Leon has six. It's the first time in NHL history that a player has had six goals in the first two games of an NHL playoff series. The Maple Leafs are down 3 nothing. Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander have not scored a goal in the first three games. Does that just reinforce how lucky the Oilers are that they got Connor and Leon leading the charge? No, yeah. You know, there's no, first of all, we, couldn't, we can't compare Connor and Leon to, to those losers in Toronto. And I'm sorry that I'm calling them like that, but that's how they are. Because... You look at the top six that they have. They're not losers. They're having the a tough go. Six, the top six that they have, not to figure it out, is embarrassing. Look at that. 
the beautiful line top six regular season that getting all these points and all these goals, they can figure it out. That to me, it doesn't make any sense. Connor and Leon, they always check. They have the best player against them all the time. They're producing. Toronto have so many offensive power. It doesn't make sense that these guys can figure it out. And actually, I'm going to give props to someone uh, talking about that series. We have to give props to Bobrovsky. Yeah, see how Bobrovsky. We have been laughing at this guy because since his play with the jacket and he signed a $10 million contract a year, he was the joke in the NHL. Now we're seeing vintage Bobrovsky, just like when he was with the jacket. When he was with Carey Price, the best to go in the NHL. Every game they won against Toronto, he was a star. He's been stellar so far the way that he's playing, and that's why they're winning. And Toronto, obviously, uh, they don't have, like, the goalie like that now that is hurt. Um, they, can't, they can't compete with Bobrovsky. This series is over. But, Bob, when you have Tavares, Marner, Nylander, and Tavares, Bunting, when you have all these guys, Matthews, when all these guys, you still can't score. How does that make sense that Leon and McDavid are running the Oilers offensive? They can't be stopped. You have five powerhouses in Toronto that can't score? Come on. Yeah. I know I know. I shouldn't have. Maybe to lose her is too much. <laughs> I understand. But you know what? When they're going to get eliminated by, by, by Florida? By the way, they're fine that we're trending. We won Florida because they didn't want Boston because they thought it would be way easier against Florida. I hope that the management team they're going to do what they were going to do if they were going to pass through the first round. They have to fire the GM. They have to fire the coach. They have to find a new direction because this will be a major choke if they lose in the second round against the Panthers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, George, I will say this. You never know what's going to happen in a series. And I'm going to take you back to 06. San Jose won the opening two games now. Rafi clocked Milan, uh, yeah, Milan Mahalik in game two. But you guys didn't get a lot of scoring chances and didn't get a lot going against San Jose. And you looked like you were in trouble through two. And maybe some people would say, well, the Oilers are done here. And you got back, and the and I got to ask you, playing in front of these fans, how much does it help? Because you guys rallied. You went four straight against San Jose. I mean, Ron Wilson during that series at times gave people the impression he invented hockey, the head coach of the San Jose Sharks. And instead, you guys came back and swept them. How much of a factor the plant, the fans, the same fans you're going to see here in the building tonight, a lot of them, how much of a factor can they make for a team? Oh, man. The, the fans in Edmonton is like the same fan as the, with the Seahawks. You know, the Seahawks, they said, were the, were the 11th, right? Yeah, the 12th. Were, yeah, were the, the 12th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the, sorry, we're the, sorry, we're the 12th. Well, in Edmonton, we're the 6th. We're the 6th man the crowd is. The energy that the crowd gives to the players, we hear it from the dressing room. It goes down your spine. It's insane. We, we go crazy because we want to score because the crowd goes so loud that it gives you will. Everybody's case like McDavid the first time in the game. And... That's why often when team plays us, I remember some of the guys that played us in playoff, their, their coach would be like, okay, guys, our goal the first 10 minutes, keep it 0-0. Zero, zero. Zero, that's our goal. We have to weather the storm, and then we start playing hockey because they'll be on us the first 10 minutes. The energy is going to carry to their bench. Let's weather the storm and get the first goal, first goal of the game, to shut them down, to quiet the crowd. That's the goal because the Oilers, with a lead at home, forget it, it's over. And 
when a team comes back after they did their job splitting in Vegas, the crowd is going to be even louder than if you come back 0-2. Because when you come back 0-2, you're worried because the third game is do or die. You lose the game, it's over. Now you go back 1-1, and you know now you have all my advantage because you have all my advantage until you lose at home. And the position that team is putting, in the, putting themselves in, the fans, I'm going to be pumping. And I'm so excited to... I like. I love that atmosphere to be coming to these games because it does remind me of the atmosphere in 2006. The only difference with the addition of this year and the addition in 2006 is is in this year, Bob. They're going to finish the job of what we couldn't have done for the fans in 2006. They're going to finish it the right way when we couldn't do it. George, I appreciate the time. Look forward to seeing you at the game tonight, my man. Awesome, brother. Look forward to see you, too. That is George LaRock. George's uh, understated appearance is brought to you by Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rentals. Do want to mention the guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their locations. Not on the staff at Japanese Village. they got a brand new spot on Calgary Trail at 3975. Uh, Jason from Sangudo always makes me laugh. He says, Bob, Evander Kane must be an avid grill master because he blows kisses at pork chops and tenderizes ribs. That one <laughs> comes to us from Jason and Sanguno. Uh, Mark in St. Albert says, who doesn't love George LaRock? We win the next two home games and the Leafs are losers. I love that guy from Mark in St. Albert. Oh, George. Uh Hattrick Swayze says, Bob, where's Brad Trillivy more likely to end up, Toronto or Pittsburgh? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't think Toronto are losers. I don't think, they, I think they're top. I mean, Bobrovsky's played great. I know Matthews has created a lot of opportunities, but I don't think it's lost in anybody that McDavid and Dreisaitl are sitting at eight goals through two games, and the Leafs' four big guns don't have any. Uh, and if you take a look at their points per game in their history, it says everything, uh, just in terms of where Connor and Leon, Leon and Connor are at. 123 at Edmonton. When we come back, oh, yes, indeed, we are going to get to trivia for proamsports.ca. You're listening to Oilers Now. All right, we are going to go to uh, Oilers Game Day Trivia. It's presented by Pro-Am Sports, Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets uh, in Edmonton and St. Albert Trail. And uh, you can check it out at uh, proamsports.ca. And Pro-Am Sports, uh, they they got lots going on right now. If you need car flags, 3 by 5 flags, crested jerseys, hats and tees, uh, Pro-Am Sports has got it at proamsports.ca. Our trivia question? Had to throw you a curveball because I guess my mic was hot during the last segment, which happens once in a while. Uh, Anyhow. (laughs) So uh, the question today is, uh, name the former Edmonton Oilers captain that went by the nickname Gator. He's going to be in the house tonight as well. That is our trivia. Again, can you name the former... uh, Edmonton Oilers player. He was a captain who uh, went by the nickname Gator. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line up for grabs of $50 GC and bragging rights from our friends at Proham Sports. <laughs> Off to a global news weather traffic update. <laughs> 
uh, with Randy Kelbert. And when we come back, Al May. This is Owners Now.